Welcome to the Ablaze Youth Podcast. All right, turn in your Bibles with me to 1 Peter chapter 5. So last night, all right, I was, I was fully planning for tonight to be another Q&A night. Um, partially because I didn't know what I was going to preach. I didn't, yes. Oh, I thought you were raising your hand. No, you're just stretching. I understand. And I, so I'm not saying that to say that when we do have Q&A nights, because I have nothing else to preach. I'm, I'm, I'm led in that. But anyway, last night, Serena and I were watching Mission Impossible. And uh, Which one? four. We were watching, uh, no, that's six. Um, Mission Impossible 4. And we were halfway through the movie, and I just felt like, the Lord was saying, you need to go pray. And uh, we were in the middle of a movie, right? And can I be honest, my flesh was like, but I kind of want to just watch the movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and, and, and I want you to recognize these. Don't take those moments lightly. Don't lightly esteem those moments. Whenever you're in the middle of something and you feel like, maybe I should go pray. Um, don't, uh, don't be, the worst thing you can do is not do what the Spirit's leading you to do, right? You have no idea what the Lord's leading you into, right? If I didn't listen to that and go, we could be having the worst Q&A night that we've ever had, right? But now I recognize, because whenever I went into prayer, the Lord, the Lord put this message in my spirit. And uh, will I preach it all tonight? I don't know. Let's find out. I believe in miracles. But the message that I have for you is three demonic traps that are destroying Gen Z. Three demonic traps that are destroying Gen Z. Isn't that the most encouraging sermon title you've ever heard, right? Three demonic traps that are destroying Gen Z. How about this? And, and how to overcome them. Let's end it on a happy note, right? Three <laughs> demonic traps that are de- destroying Gen Z. If you don't know what Gen Z is, that's you. <laughs> all right, that's your generation, all right? Um, three demonic traps that are destroying Gen Z and how to overcome them. Amen. Or how to avoid them. Recognize the Bible says that we are not ignorant of the devil's devices, right? That, that doesn't mean that there aren't people who are ignorant of his devices. That means that the word has actually given us everything that we need so that we're not ignorant of the devil's devices. But we can be ignorant if we choose to be, all right? The devil sets up traps to destroy you. And we're going to actually see that in this passage right here. The, the devil sets up traps to destroy us. And I'm going to be pointing out three specific traps um, that the devil has placed in your path to destroy you. Recognize, though, traps are designed to be in disguise so that you don't see them until you're caught in them, right? Um, but how wonderful is it that God gave us a word so that we can recognize it? The first, the first trick, uh, if I could tell you, maybe trick tip, the first advice that I can give you to be able to actually avoid the devil's tra- traps is to not be ignorant of them, right? Mm-hmm. To actually identify and recognize that these are traps. And so whenever, whenever you start recognizing them, it'll actually help you to avoid them if you choose to, all right? So this message will help you if you esteem it. This message will save you before you get trapped yeah. if you esteem this message. Yeah. Recognize, this isn't a message that's just coming from my brain. I'm like, hmm, I wonder what would be a good sermon, right? Oh, that's not, thank you, praise God. That's not, that's not why I preach. I don't preach out of, hmm, what, what, what's a good message for these guys, right? That's not how I, how I write these messages. It's all led by the Lord. And so some of these points might not sound super, like, like super revelatory. They might sound like, oh, yeah, I kind of understood that. Don't underesteem that. Don't lightly esteem that, right? 
Uh, some of these, I don't know, some of them might, you might be like, wow, that's really good stuff, right? But don't just amen and then go and go back to your own lives and kind of forget about it. Like, this is a message that you might want to go back to and listen to over and over and over again, right? We, we have a podcast. You'll be able to listen to this later, right? Um, we're starting to put these up on YouTube, too. So you'll be able to listen to these later. Let this be a message that you listen to over and over again to basically picture this as like preparation time, right? This is a preparation message. This is like I'm loading my gun before the, the battle, right? You don't wait. Pastor says it all the time. Don't wait till the battle to load your weapon, right? This, this is us preparing ourselves before, before we actually enter into the battlefield. That's really the purpose of church anyway. All right, so 1 Peter chapter 5, I'm going to start at verse 5. It says, you younger men. Now, that's already identifying to the younger generation, right? It's not just talking about young males. This is just talking about the younger generation, right? Because uh, it was just talking about the elders before. But it's, now, this is very specific towards the younger generation. That's you guys, right? You young people, right? You Gen Zers, right? That's basically what this is, who this he's referring to right here. All right. You young men, likewise, be subject to your elders and all you do. Clothe yourselves with humility towards one another, for God is opposed to the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you at the proper time, casting all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Now hear this, this next verse, verse 8. Be of sober spirit. Be on the alert. That answers your question earlier. Be sober, right? Be sober. Be of sober spirit. Be on the alert. Your adversary, hear this, your adversary the devil prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. So recognize this, all right? And I'll, I'll give you the, the first point here in a second. But recognize this. The devil is looking to devour. He's looking for people to devour. How does he find people to devour? He throws traps in their way. He just, he just lays out the traps, right? If one trap doesn't work for you, he'll try it on someone else, and it might work for them. If one trap he tries on you, it doesn't work on you, he'll try something else. He'll try something else. He's got, he's got a plethora of traps that he throws out our way. And, and it's no different now than it was back in the Bible times. It just kind of has a different face, but it's the same trap. It, 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 it might look different, but it's the same, it's the same trap. And so... All of these traps that we're going to be diving into, are same, they're the same things that people were dealing with thousands of years ago. They just look different. And, this, and here's the first trap that I want to talk to you guys about today. Again, three traps, three demonic traps that are destroying Gen Z and how to overcome them. Amen. First trap. And this one, th let me just give it to you. A lack of spiritual awareness. Trap number one. A lack of spiritual awareness. What the heck does that mean? Actually, I, I thought it was really funny because pastor this morning in service started going on going into this trail before I even before I even knew. I always love it when pastor's message on Sunday morning correlates perfectly with the message that I'm planning on preaching on Sunday night because it's like, oh, I'm being led. Praise God, it's the Holy Ghost. But um, but he he brought us to Genesis five sixteen, and I'll just read it to you. He says, but I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. Recognize this. We, we right now are a flesh, right? I, well, actually, no. I'm a spirit. I live in a flesh, right? What you, what you see is not me. You see my flesh. 
I'm a spirit man. When I die, my flesh is going to go into the ground, and I'm going to go to heaven, right? The real me, the spirit man, right? And I have a soul, a mind, a will, and emotions, right? Not every thought that enters into my head is from me. That People who are not spiritually aware just assume that every thought that enters into their head is from them. Well, that's not the case. The devil tries to put thoughts in your head. That was the mic, I promise. The devil tries to put thoughts in your head, right? Uh, sometimes the Lord puts thoughts in your head as well. Not every thought that enters it, right? When I was, si- when I was sitting there watching Mission Impossible and, and that thought entered in my head to go pray, where was that from? That was from the Spirit, right? See, if I, if I chose to be spiritually unaware, I wouldn't have even really recognized that. See, one of the, th- re- I, I want you to hear this though. I, I, I want you to recognize this and, and I prayed earlier that God would help me to explain this. Because if we are not aware that there is a spirit realm right around, all around us, it, we can't see it with our physical eyes, but there, right here, right now in this room, there are angels, right? There are angels here to bring revelation to you. There are, honestly, I'm, I'm going to be c- kind of real, and some people might be like, you can't say this, but it's, it's a reality. There are also devils trying to keep you from receiving what, what the Lord has today. What, there, there's demons in church? There can be. If you let them come with you, right? What, what are they trying to do? What, what do they try to do? They'll try to get you distracted so that you're not paying attention to the message. They'll try to get you distracted by your bladder, try to get you distracted by, by well, let me just kind of continue to, to read or to, to, to wander off in my head thinking about, oh, this could be a good message for someone else, and now I'm not paying attention to the on-time word that God has for me, right? That if we're spiritually unaware, we'll just kind of doze off all the time, and, and not recognize that we're missing out on the very thing that'll change our lives. Are, are you hearing me? Ha, well, I'm gonna, let me, let me kind of continue this thought, right? <coughs> Excuse me. If I'm spiritually unaware, I'm not going to be able to handle life the way I should, right? Let's say you're, you're uh, at school, and one of, one of your friends comes up to you and says, I'm never going to talk to you again. You have no idea why. If you're spiritually unaware, you'd get offended by that. What, what are you talking about? Well, fine, you know, whatever. You, you'll get offended by it, not recognizing that there's, there's probably some devil be, behind that trying to get them to meditate on something that never really happened, right? The devil's attacking them and trying to bring division between them and a friend, right? See, but if I'm spiritually unaware, I'm going to get offended by them, and I'm, gonna, and I'm just going to, well, fine, forget you. And I, but, but if I'm spiritually aware, I'll recognize, no, the devil's attacking them. Let me, I'm going to pray for them. Right? Do you see how you can have a completely different response when you're spiritually aware? How about this? <laughs> Recognize every decision that we make, hear this, every decision that I make will either bring me closer to God or take me further away from God. Right? Um, spiritually aware. I, I've heard people say, say this all the time about movies that they shouldn't be watching. Oh, well, it doesn't bother me. Hold on. Here, here, here let, me, let me say this. Because I, I, I've seen a lot of believers think it's a sign of spiritual maturity that they can watch whatever they want, and it doesn't bother them. But that's actually a sign of spiritual, spiritual immaturity. Why? Because they're spiritually unaware. They don't recognize that what they're watching is actually damaging them. It's not a sign of spiritual maturity. Honestly, the more spiritually mature you are, the less you'll watch, the less you'll listen to, the less you'll, you'll interact with. And, and, and a spiritually immature person will say that's legalism. Not necessarily. Not really recognize there's a spirit behind that music. There's a spirit behind that movie. There's a spirit behind those things. Right? The person that made those things, there's a spirit driving them. 
But if you're spiritually unaware, you'll just say, oh, no, it's a harmless movie. It doesn't matter what I watch. Oh, it's just a TV show. It doesn't matter what I watch. And all the while, you're getting trapped and entangled in it. A lot, a lot of these shows, a lot of these movies, a lot of these series start out harmless. And they seem fine, but then you get caught up in the story. And then as the story progresses, it kind of gets darker and darker. But, but you just want to know how it ends, right? That's how the trap works. You get hooked. <laughs> you get hooked, and it kind of starts drawing you in, right? And, and you're, you're so drawn in, you've, you've invested so much into it, you, you're at a point now where you're like, but I don't want to, like, let me just see how it ends. And it could destroy you. It could destroy you, right? I, I don't have time for questions. I'm just, but I appreciate it. But, but do you see this? A spiritually unaware person would say, oh, it just doesn't bother me. Why? Because they're spiritually unaware. The Bible actually talks about uh, that, that they can callous themselves, right? If you continue to ingest junk, like spiritual junk, if you continue to ingest it, you're going to get, basically what happened, like the first time you watch something like that on TV, it, 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 it kind of struck you wrong, right? The first time, the first time you, you, you watch uh, a movie, let's say, and, and two girls are kissing, right? It strikes you wrong at first. Like, well, that's a little bit off, right? But then you just keep watching it, and then you'll get to it. And, and what, well, what happened at the beginning? That's the Holy Ghost kind of saying, hey, this isn't right. Hey, r- hear this. If I'm entertained by the things that God hates, something's wrong. You hear that? Why should I be entertaining myself with the things that God hates? Are you hearing me? A lack of spiritual awareness. This, these are the things that are trapping this, this generation, right? Um, we're not, we haven't allowed ourselves to recognize that there is a, complete, there's a full spiritual realm around us. Trying to eat, that part of it is trying to get us to usher in the things of God and to enter into the goodness of God and the things that will bless us and the things that will prosper us. But there's also a, a, a force that's trying to keep us out of the things of God, that's trying to keep us from entering into the fullness of God, that's trying to distract us from being able to seek Him, right? Like, recognize, there was a part of me that wanted to just continue watching the movie last night, right? And if I continue to watch that movie last night, what, what would we be doing right now? I don't know. A terrible Q&A, Right? I, I can guarantee you this: we wouldn't be doing the, f- we wouldn't be walking in the fullness of the revelation that God intended for us to have. See, that wouldn't that th- that decision I made didn't just affect me. But we can be like, oh, it's just a movie; it's not a big deal, right? But it doesn't just affect you. I know I've said this multiple times, but my decisions don't just affect me. See, you go to Africa; they're very tr- very spiritually aware. Why? Because it's happening all around them, right? They they recognize that that. Uh, let me tell you a story. There's T- if you've ever heard of T.L. Osborne, he was an evangelist, a mighty man of faith, right? Mighty man of faith. Um, and he was doing a crusade in Africa once. And as he's, doing, as he's preaching, there's hundreds of people in this crusade. And as he's preaching, there was either a Wicca, Wiccan or a warlock, basically one, one of those guys, levitated 25 feet in the air and started with a machete in his hand and started coming over the crowd towards him with a machete in his hand, all right? Now, recognize this. Half of you are probably like, I don't believe that. Why? Because you're spiritually unaware, right? Part part of you might be like, that's kind of hard to believe. Why? Well, you didn't see it, right? I I mean, I didn't see it, but I've heard the the story. This this is a real story, right? No, I didn't hear from Pastor. I believe I heard it from Jonathan, But, but hear this. 
levitating, coming towards him. He's, he's in the middle of preaching right now. You got, you got a guy like 25 feet in the air coming at you with a machete. This, this is a little intense, right? He's like, okay, well, Lord, what do I do? The Lord said, keep preaching. So he kept preaching. Preaching, 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 preaching. Whenever he got to a, about 10 feet away from the stage, the Lord rose up in his spirit and said, command him to fall. He said, in the name of Jesus, I command you to fall. He fell and died right there. Everyone got saved. <laughs> Hallelujah, right? You, you know, churches in Africa actually pray over their airspace because of that. Because they don't want them fly, going over their, their going over their church, right? Now, now recognize this. Oh, honestly, some of this sounds like movie stuff, right? Well, y- then you'll have magicians like David Blaine who do that in their in their shows. Now, are they? Do they have fancy little wires, or are they actually influenced by something demonic? And w- and people get entertained by that all the time, right? You don't know that. It very well could be. Now, now, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here in America, it can Since we're so spiritually unaware, the devil thrives on that, right? Recognize this. The the Bible is very clear Uh, in in Romans chapter 1. Let me just read this to you. Romans 1, 20. It says, for since the creation of the world, his, his, speaking of God, his invisible attributes, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood through what has been made, so that they are without excuse. What does that mean? It's evident that there's a God. But, but we, we, we've created a culture, like, there's more atheists now than ever. Why? Because we've created a culture where people just ignore the obvious. Right? That's like me walking up to you and saying, I don't believe you have a mom. Like, that makes no sense. Well, I, I've never met her. I mean, I've, I've obviously met your mom. But, you know, like, I've never met her. I don't believe you have a mom. Well, what's the evidence that you have a mom? The fact that you're right here. Right? But, but since I never had a, since I never met her, I don't believe that she exists. Like, how, how stupid is that, right? Now, now, for me to say, I don't believe that, like, Pastor kind of brought up, like, the, that there's frame, like, framework inside that wall right there. There's framework, right? We, I can't see it. How do I know it's there? I, I wasn't here when it was built, so how, how, do, how can I know that it's there? Well, the fact that, that, that the uh, wooden paneling on the wall isn't falling over is evidence that there's, a, that there's framework behind it, right? But, but how foolish is it for me to say, I don't believe in a God? How foolish is that? To, but that's a decision of being spiritually unaware. And we live in a culture where it's really easy. Recognize this. Because in, in this passage, he, he, he's talking about nature. He's talking about, you just look around. It's very evident that, that all of this has a creator. But how much of us spend much time in creation? We spend, not, most of us spend 99% of our time in man-made walls I- interacting with man-made content. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. See, here's, here's the thing, though. Like, this stuff is real in Africa. They, they have no doubt that there's a spiritual realm and there's a spiritual world. T.L. Osborne. That's what I, I just talked about. Right. But, but hear this. See, we've become so spiritually unaware that something like that blows our mind, right? There's a spiritual realm, there, it, and it's real. But, but, we can be, but we've been conditioned in America, at least, to become very unaware of these things, to look at everything at the, at the surface. 
They said something mean to me. They're mean. No, there's probably something influencing that. We need to pray for them. See, you'll handle people and difficult people in a completely different way when you see things in a spiritual way. Doesn't the Bible say we, we therefore no, no, we don't look at anyone according to the flesh anymore, right? Why? Because I don't look at things at the surface. I don't judge things by what I see and what I hear. I need to learn how to judge things by the Spirit. But we've been taught so much to just live by our flesh, which is why this passage in Galatians 5 says, but I say walk by the Spirit, not by the flesh. Because if you walk by the flesh, you're just going to seek to gratify the flesh. You'll watch whatever you want. You'll listen to whatever you want. You'll do whatever you want. Recognize how demonic that is because the golden rule of the satanic Bible is do what you want. So when we live in a world that says do what you want, be what makes you happy, do what makes you happy, that's entirely demonic. But, we, but, we, but it sounds so good and it sounds so right. Why? Because we've been trained to be spiritually unaware. This is one of the things that's completely destroying this generation is, is, is we haven't actually taken the time. I, I mean, let's be real. When you get in the car and are on your way home, are you aware, are, are you suddenly out of reality with the spirit and now you're just kind of thinking, okay, what do I have to do tomorrow? Okay, what's going on? Oh man, that person cut me off. They're terrible. Hong Kong. Like, or are you, are you in the spirit? Are you flowing with the Holy Ghost, right? Remember this, this verse in, in 1 Peter 5, verse 8. It says, be, so, be of sober spirit. Be on the alert. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a, lion, a roaring lion. Like if you recognize that there's an enemy out to take you out, you'll be a little bit more intentional with the decisions that you make. But a lot of times, we don't even think about it unless we're in church. Or unless maybe we're, we're praying before a meal. Right? Like, are, are we constantly letting the Holy Ghost lead us and guide us? Are we constantly aware of these things of the Spirit? Or are we just kind of doing everything on the surface? Oh, well, I'll get serious about it later in life. I'll get serious about it whenever I get older. If, if that's your attitude, you'll never get serious about it. This is the time to get serious about it. Because the devil's seeking to take you out. Right? These are the traps that are, that, that, that are destroying this generation because we've lived in a culture that is so spiritually unaware that, that we can't even see it, right? We look at everything, we've looked at everything at the surface and we need to stop doing that. We, we cannot be spiritually unaware. It's evident. There's a, spirit, there's a spiritual realm, right? I, I, I'm a spirit. You, you all have a spirit man. That's going to either go to heaven or hell. The people around you, same thing. And, and there's influences in this world that are trying to keep people, especially in America, there's influence that are trying to keep people to not even consider it or think about it. It, it causes people to no longer, to not be soul winners. It causes people to be spiritually apathetic, which is the second point that I have for you today. The second trap that's, that's killing and destroying your generation is spiritual apathy or spiritual laziness. Right? If I'm not if I'm not aware of the spirit, spiritual laziness. Right? If I'm not aware uh, that there's a, a, a if I'm not aware of the things in the spirit, I'm gonna just become spiritually lazy. I'm gonna have a spirit of I really don't care. Right? You can preach a message and I can clap it and I can I can approve of it, but I'm not gonna change anything. I'm not gonna do anything. That's spiritual laziness. Right? I really you know that's good. That's great. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm going to go home and I'm going to play video games the rest of the night. Right? That's spiritual, that's spiritual laziness. 
I feel like I just struck a chord, right? <laughs> or I'm just going to go home and I'm going to scroll through Instagram all, all night, right? <laughs> Recognize that, though. Like, it's not wrong to play video games. It's not wrong to scroll through Instagram. But if that's all you do, yeah, that's wrong, right? The, the question is this. Are you being lazy with your fellowship with God? Uh, you've heard me say this I don't know how many times, but this is, in a, this is a massive deception, is that you can half-heartedly seek God and find Him. The Bible doesn't say that. The Bible says in Jeremiah 29, 13, you will seek me and find me when you seek after me with how much of your heart? All of your heart, right? So the devil will try to convince you that you can be spiritually lazy, that you can half-heartedly seek God, do whatever you want to do, and then on Sundays you can seek God and seek for a touch and seek for a breakthrough, and, and you might get it, you might not, I don't know, we'll see, but, you know, it's really up to him. No, that's demonic, that's lies. When I wholeheartedly seek God, I'll find him. When I half-heartedly seek God, I won't. When I'm lazy about my... The, turn with me to Hebrews chapter 6. Hebrews chapter 6. If you're in 2 Peter, you don't have much further to go. Just turn left a little bit. Hebrews chapter 6. Hebrews chapter 6 verse 12 says this, So that you will not be lazy or sluggish, but imitators of those who through faith and patience... What, what happens when you're not lazy? You inherit the promises. Right? You inherit the promises. Right? Doesn't the Bible also say that with faith, without faith it is impossible to please Him because those who believe in Him must believe that He is and that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him, right? Not half-heartedly, not passively. See, this is why, this is why spiritual, uh, being spiritually unaware and being spiritually lazy are things that God hates. Hear, hear this. Then what did Jesus say about lukewarm Christians? I'll spit them out of my mouth. I'd rather you be hot or cold. I'd rather you be atheist. That's basically what he's saying. I'd rather you be an atheist or, or a full-blown believer. Don't be in between. Right? Because, honestly, uh, a, a lukewarm or a spiritually lazy Christian is actually going to do more damage for the kingdom of God than an atheist. Because... Because you claim, you claim, I believe in a God, I believe in Jesus, I believe in Him, but my life doesn't, doesn't point anyone to it. People will just say, hey, your God's no different. You're, you're struggling, you're miserable, you're a mess. Why should I serve your God? Right? That, that actually slanders His name more than me saying, I'm an atheist, I don't believe in Him. It's worse to be an agnostic than it is to be an atheist. That's spiritual laziness. I... I, I can go into there, but recognize this. God doesn't want you to be spiritually lazy. See, what you're doing is you're trying to blend Christianity with worldliness, and that's wicked. That's evil. See, the, and that's why these things are destroying this, this generation, especially in America. Right? It's destroying. It's destroying this generation. Spiritually lazy Christians are destroying Christianity. <laughs> Why? Because they're not hungry. We just did a whole series. Are you hungry? Right? Are you hungry? I mean, when you're hungry, you'll be satisfied. When you're hungry, you'll find them. When you're hungry, you'll have results. When you're lazy, you'll be frustrated and irritated with God your whole life. God, why is this not working out? 
God, I, I, I'm serving you, even though I'm not. <laughs> but, you know, like w- this, this spiritually, uh, this spiritual apathy, this spiritual laziness will cause us to think that we're doing what's right, but we're not actually pursuing him, right? We're just coming to him whenever we feel frustrated and saying, God, help me, but we're not actually pursuing him with our whole heart, right? You'll seek me and find me when you seek after me with your whole heart. Don't be spiritually lazy. That, that's the tr- second trap. That'll completely destroy you. <laughs> We're not just talking about other people, right? Like, we could say all we want, man, this will be a good message for, for so-and-so to listen to. But really, challenge yourself, because you're a part of Gen Z, right? This, these traps are set up for all of you. And so that's why we're preaching this. That's why we're talking about this, so we don't get caught up in this trap. Amen? Man, spiritual laziness. Where, where does spiritual laziness come from? Where does spiritual apathy come from? I mean, looking at that verse in, in 1 Peter 5, again, it says, be of sober spirit. Be on the alert, right? What, what does that be of sober spirit mean? Really, it means you need to be alert. You need to be awake. You need to be attentive. You need to be intentional, right? But how can I be alert and intentional spiritually when I'm constantly distracted and numbing myself with all this other stuff that the world offers? I can't, right? Yes, it includes the drugs. Yes, it includes the alcohol. You want to make sure that you're, spe- you're, you're even mentally alert and sober, right? Because you can't make proper decisions when you're not sober. You can't make proper decisions when you're not alert, right? Same thing when it comes to the food you eat. If I'm always eating junk food, if I'm always eating sugar, I'm going to be le- 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 lethargic. It took a while for that to get out. I'm going to be lethargic, right? Why? Because I'm not actually giving myself what my body needs, right? So, like, all of those fall into it, but it also goes into the spirit, right? If I'm just numbing my brain and numbing my mind with a whole lot of nothing, (laughs) right? You think I'm going to be spiritually alert? Especially when a lot of that comes from the world, right? I mean, there's so much content on here, so much content that we can engage with for hours and hours and hours and hours on end. And the question is, how much of this is actually bringing me closer to God? How much of this is even truth? Let's be real, right? We, we live in a generation where we have access to more information at the palm of our hands than ever before. And honestly, a lot of it, maybe a majority of it, is crap. Maybe a majority of it is full-on lies, right? But listen, I can give you the greatest message right now, all led by the Holy Ghost. And you can disagree with one point, go head on over to Google and, and Google, your, Google your point and you can find an article that'll con- from someone who claims to be like wise, completely disregarding and discrediting everything that I said. They could take uh, all, everything out of context or whatever. Recognize, you know, the, the Pharisees had the entire Old Testament memorized. They knew the word, but they were so spiritually unaware that they couldn't see the Christ right before them. So just because somebody can quote scripture doesn't mean they're right. <laughs> what? If they if they received him as Christ, they would be good. Yeah, but they didn't do that. They were they were unaware. See, but but honestly, this leads into the last point that I have for you today. The last trap 
that's destroying this generation is pride. Pride. Right? We have access to more information now than ever. Honestly, at this point, you know more now than you ever have known. Pride will kill you. Pride will kill you. What is pride? Thinking that you know more than you know. Right? Pride is not basically the opposite of humility. Right? Pride is assuming that I don't, that, that your leaders are stupid. Right? Your parents, they don't know what they're talking about. Your youth leader, your teachers, they don't know what they're talking about. They're dumb. Right? Pride will, ca- will, ca- will more than anything, pride will get you in opposition with God. Recognize, the devil doesn't have to attack you if he can just get you into, in the trap of pride. Because what you do is when you, the second you get into pride, you position yourself in opposition with God. Right? Because God, what? Opposes the proud. Right? It's not that God is looking for prideful people so that he can make their life as difficult as possible. But the second I, I allow pride to enter in, I put myself in a position to oppose God. Man, have you ever been just frustrated? Like, why does it feel like everything's going against me? Ask yourself, have you been in pride? Right? Have I been in pride because it feels like this isn't working out for me? Right? Uh, we need to ask ourselves these questions. Am I, am I in pride? Right? Let's, let's look at the beginning. You younger men. Be subject to your elders. Oh, don't we love that? Doesn't that sound fun, right? Like, what's the first commandment with the promise? Honor your father and mother. What does pride say? I don't care what my parents think. I'm going to date them anyway. I don't care what my, what my parents think. I'm going to watch it anyway. That's pride. And you just put, put yourself in opposition to God. How subtle of a trap is that, though? Are you guys hearing this, Right? I'm going to do what I want anyway. I don't care what they think. Uh, I, I know Buddy said that you shouldn't do X, Y, Z, but I don't care. I'm going to do it anyway. Rebellion, the Bible says, rebellion is witchcraft. So you just put yourself in league with that warlock that was trying to kill T.L. Osborne, right? The second you get into rebellion. You put yourself in that on the same team. The second you say, I don't care what my parents think. They're stupid. Whether they serve God or not, recognize this. You're, spill, you're, st- you're, spill. you're still supposed to honor them. Does that mean if they tell you to sin, you sin? No. You honor God first, but you're still supposed to honor them whether you agree with them or not. And if there's something in you fighting, recognize there's a spiritual war going on right now. Is this biblical? Does the Bible say to honor your father and mother? Absolutely. Does the Bible say honor your, your father and mother only when you agree with them? No. Now it says, honor your father and mother. This is the first command with, your, with a promise, so that you may live long on this earth. Man, that's a good promise. I want to live long. I don't want to die early. Recognize. So what he's saying then is, whenever I choose to disregard this promise, I'm putting myself in a snare that could actually take me off this earth early. Ah, you see, it's a trap. It's a trap. You, you, you see, watch television. You see the trap. How, how many children's TV shows do you watch where the parents are both present and smart? I, honestly, I can't name. I can't even think of one. Either, either like watch w- Disney Channel shows, right? Either the parents are non-existent or idiots, or the mom's smart but the dad's dumb, right? Usually, usually it falls under one of the in, in one of those areas. You look at the adult. TV shows and sitcoms, most of the time, the mom's smart, the dad's an idiot. 
most of the time, right? You, you see how there's maybe, just maybe, a trap that's trying to get people to identify and laugh at and be entertained with a lack of submission and honor to authority, to biblical authority, right? But, but do you see this? Do, do you recognize this, right? right? If I were to say, man, teenagers in this day and age are so honoring and respectful to authority, like, does that, does your, is your initial reaction, oh, yeah, absolutely, or is your reaction, <laughs> no, right? You see, but, but recognize it's a first commandment with a promise, is honor, submit, be humble, respect, right? So you see the trap, right? Can you, can you see the trap is there, right? The trap that's trying to get you to, to dishonor and to disrespect, and it'll actually trip you up, man. God gave you parents for a reason. Amen? He gave you spiritual authority for a reason, right? You might be, honestly, we're, we're in a world now where, honestly, a, a large majority of families are either split families and split homes or, um, what's the word? Um, yeah, well, yeah, that that's, would be a split home, but what, what's the word when uh, you got, like, step everything? Blended homes, right? And and that that of let's be real that that causes an effect. The devil is attacking families now more than ever, and all of these traps that I'm talking to you about now are huge reasons why. But let's be let's be honest. Who who are the people that God has given to you now? Who's the people that God has has given to you now? Now, oh, yeah, sure, we're here. But I'm not just talking about us. I'm, ta- I'm even talking in, in light of, of your parents and your step-parents, right? Are we supposed to honor them, even though they're not our biological parents? Whether we agree with them or not? I love you guys. Love you. I love you, Nina. But I want you to hear this, and I want you to recognize this. Is God good? Does he give us any instruction that's going to lead us to destruction and pain? Will it sometimes feel uncomfortable on our flesh? Yes. But does that mean because our flesh is uncomfortable, we should not honor God and not listen to his word? Recognize, when I dishonor the authorities that God has given me, I'm dishonoring God. Because he's the one who put them in our path. Right? He's the one who placed them in our life, whether I agree with them or not. See, pride would say, I know more than they do, but you don't. I'm not going to say you, you don't. You know more now than you ever have. Honestly, there might be times when you're right, but God honors honor. If you honor, he'll honor you. There, there have been times... There have been times when I 100% disagreed with the authorities. And even to this day, I would say that they're wrong. But I honored them and I submitted to them. And God honored me. Right? I, I, I've, had, I've, I've had bosses who have given me raises and they've taken pay decreases and they 100% disagreed with everything that I did. Which makes no sense. But I honored them. Even when I disagreed. Right? I want you to hear this. It makes absolutely no sense, but God honors those who honor. See, 
Do you see the trap, though? If the devil can get us so wrapped up into pride and in our heads where we don't honor, where we just, no, you're, you're dumb. You have no idea what you're talking about. I'm going to storm off, and I'm just going to do my own thing. You see the trap that the, de- that the devil has just entangled you in because now you're going to be miserable. They're going to be miserable. You're going to lose freedoms. You're going to lack favor. And now you're, you're in opposition to God. The, do, do, but, but it makes sense. In your head, it makes sense. But you just fell into a trap. But he gives greater grace. This is James 4. Therefore it says, God is opposed to the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Submit therefore to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Humble yourselves in the presence of the Lord, and he will exalt you. Recognize this. If I don't humble myself, I'll be humbled. I'd much rather make the decision myself to to humble myself, right? Rather than to get caught in the trap. Now I have to call out for help. Now I'm a little embarrassed, right? But I can choose now. Hey, I know I don't understand this. I know I don't agree with this. Oh, look, I can ask questions. Well, God God gave me an opportunity that I can ask questions. But even if the questions don't help me to... See, what am I doing when I'm relying solely on what I understand? Am I... Am I now being spiritually aware or am I only operating by my flesh and by my logic and by what I can understand? I'm not, yeah, I'm walking by my flesh. I'm not walking by the spirit anymore. I don't understand. You don't have to understand. How many times did Jesus preach a message and the disciples were like, Jesus, I have no idea what you're talking about. He's like, okay, just keep following me. You'll understand, right? Just because you don't understand doesn't mean that they're wrong. See, that's what humility, see, this is humility, this is honor. I'm going to trust you, and I'm going to honor you even when I don't understand. If you only agree, or if you only honor and submit when you agree, you don't, you're, at, you're, not follow, you're not submitting to them, you're still only submitting to yourself. Which, there's no such thing as just submitting to yourself. You're either submitting to God, or you're submitting to the trap. Right? And if I only honor when I agree, I'm not a person of honor. Amen. Hallelujah. Right? Three traps. And how to overcome them, right? Three traps that are, three demonic traps that are completely destroying Gen Z. Number one, a lack of spiritual awareness. Right? Not even taking into consideration the fact that there's a spiritual realm. The fact that there's a devil out to destroy you and a God out to bless you. Right? It's, it's evident in our actions, right? I can, I can come to church and say, I agree and I believe that there's a God. But if I live like there's not, I'm spiritually unaware. Right? If I make every decision of my life without consulting him, right? Might as well, might as well call myself an atheist, right? Just because, re- recognize this. You know, demons believe in God. They believe that there's a God. They believe that Jesus Christ died and rose again. Does that mean that they're saved? No. So, 
So just because I agree that there's a God doesn't mean I believe it if I don't live it. Am I living like there's a God? Am I making my decisions like there's a God? Am I making, this, am, am I making decisions like God is right there in the room with me? Am I speaking like God, like God is right there with me? Or am I spirit, being spiritually unaware? Right? Are you hearing me? Right? Are, are, you, are you choosing who you get into a relationship with by the Spirit or by what makes you feel nice? What are you being led by, the flesh or the Spirit? Drop something. That was a Bible drop moment. Just kidding. Right? Am I making decisions on what, what I entertain myself with by the Spirit or by my flesh? I just really like this, this genre. Right? What are you making decisions by? Are you being spiritually aware? Right? Every relationship, with you, in, every relationship you enter into is spiritual. Friend, close friendships and dating relationships, whatever it is. There's, there's, it's spiritual, right? Am I making that decision based on the Holy Spirit and what he's telling me to do? Or am I making a decision based on what I want to do, which I'm in turn leaguing myself with, you know, the other, the other spirit, right? That says do what you want, do what feels right, do what feels nice. What are you leaguing yourself with? Don't be spiritually unaware. So number one trap, Lack of spiritual awareness. Number two, spiritual laziness. I don't care. I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to do what I want to do. I'm just going to kind of go with the flow. I'm just going to kind of let life, right? I'm just going to kind of let life happen, you know, one day at a time. You know, I'm just, no, that's, that's laziness. That'll take you out more than, more than anything. And you'll be irritated and frustrated. <laughs> Number three, pride. Thinking that you know more than blah, 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 right? Humble yourselves to one another. That doesn't just mean humble yourselves to, that's not just authorities, honestly. We need to humble ourselves towards everyone, right? See, a prideful person assumes that they know everything that around a situation, but you don't, right? This person said something mean to me. Okay, you have no idea what led up to that. You have no idea what they're dealing with. You have no idea what's going on at home. You have no idea of any of those things. You don't have any idea of what attack the devil might be trying to put on them. Or you might have no idea that everything that they just said was led by the Holy Ghost and your flesh just didn't like it. Don't assume you know everything. Right? There's been parts of this message that your flesh probably didn't like. But does that mean it wasn't the Holy Ghost? No. But pride will keep you from being able to receive and learn and grow from those things. Because God wants you to be exalted. And when you humble yourself, you'll be exalted. But when you think you know everything, you'll be humbled. So don't be humbled. Amen. See, the first step to overcoming any of these traps is being aware of them. Recognizing that they're there. Recognizing that there's a devil who's come to steal, kill, and destroy. But there's a Jesus who came that you might have life to the full till it overflows. Man, he just wants what's best for you. He wants your life to go up. It's the dumb devil that keeps trying to put a wrench in his plan, right? But the devil has no authority unless we give him that authority. The devil has no right to get us tripped up, uh, tripped up unless we choose to be apathetic, unaware, and to just not even be watchful and pay attention to those things. So, honestly... I'm going to pray 
right now. And I'm going to wrap up. And that's it. But guys, this is my charge and challenge to you. Take this message. Listen to it again. We'll be putting it up on, on the podcast platforms on YouTube, whatever. Listen to it again, maybe a week from now, maybe a couple days from now. Keep it in front of your eyes. Keep it in your, in your, in, in your mind. Re- whenever you're driving home, be aware. Hey, God is seeking for people to bless, but the devil is seeking for someone to devour, right? So I'm not going to get distracted. I'm not going to get... I'm not going to be, be lazy. I'm going to be diligent and intentional to develop my relationship with the Spirit. Right? We're not trained to live by the, the Spirit. We have by the world. We have to be intentional to live by the Spirit. It might not come perfect. It might not flow perfectly at first. But the more we give ourselves to it, the more we'll begin to recognize it. Because honestly, when we're talking about a life led by the Spirit, you have to put aside all logic, all reason, all feel, all sight, all everything that you've been trained to live by, right? Which, honestly, I didn't start learning that until about three years ago, maybe maybe five years ago, actually like seven years ago, but really whenever I moved here is whenever it was all challenged, right? Welcome to a church where you get challenged in these things, but isn't that what a Bible-believing church does, right? What's the Bible do? It divides asunder your soul, and your spirit. It, it removes all the logic and what you understand. It, it separates that from, no, this is right, this is spirit, this is truth, right? Because we don't get, come to truth by logic, we come to truth by the spirit. Because the Bible says that the spirit of truth will guide you in truth. I'm going to stop there, and I'm going to pray. But don't just walk away and be like, good message. Let me go back to my old routine. Let me go back to my old things, right? Be diligent. Ask the Lord. God, help me. Show me what I need to change. Show me what I need to do. Show me what I need to break off of my life that's from me pursuing the flesh. And I believe that he'll show you, but you got to be, <laughs> you got to make the decision to actually do it. So, Father, right now, in Jesus' name, I thank you, I thank you, I thank you for this message. I thank you for leading us always into triumph. God, your word says that you are always leading us into triumph, but it's in Christ. It's in the anointing. It's in the Spirit. Father God, let us not be like the Israelites who had a massive promise ahead of them, but they were spiritually unaware of it. You said it, they mentally agreed with it, but then whenever the problems in life came, whenever they were approached with with a problem, they took their eyes off of the promise. They got out of the spirit, they got into their heads, they started complaining, they started dishonoring the authorities that you've given them and they weren't able to enter into the promise. God, let that not be us. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, And I want you guys to lift your hands. Father, in the name of Jesus, grant unto them a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you, according to Ephesians chapter 1. God, let the eyes of their understanding be enlightened. Father, let them see and recognize more into the spirit than they ever have before. Father, because the mindset on the flesh is death, but the mindset on the spirit is life and peace. So, Father, we choose to set our mind and our eyes on the spirit. 
Father God, grace them to discern what's the flesh and what's you. God, give them the grace to reach out and to ask questions when they need to. Yeah. One sign that you're in pride is that you don't ask questions. If you never ask questions, if you run to Google every time, you have a question. That's a sign of pride. Google will lead you astray. Every doctrine, every theology, you can find an article on Google that'll support either side. It's not trustworthy. You need spiritual authorities. If you don't understand something, ask. Don't assume that you'll just figure it out on your own. You weren't designed to. God has developed a system. He's given you us to help you. We'll likely have another Q&A night soon, but don't just wait for those to ask your questions. You got Voxer. You got us. Reach out. A prideful person will try to figure it out on their own. A prideful person will say, it's just me and Jesus. I don't need anybody else. That's Well, if that's the case, God doesn't have that theology. Just read the Bible. You'll recognize it is not good for man to be alone. Father, right now, in Jesus' name, give us wisdom, give us grace, give us peace. Father, God, I pray, Lord, that if, God, let us not leave this place discouraged, but encouraged. God, we recognize the traps of the enemy now. That only means one thing. If we give ourselves to it, we're going up. If we've been falling for those traps in the past, God, we shake it off now. God, give us that grace to step out of the bonds to step out of the snare and to walk in holiness. Just repeat this after me. Say, Jesus, forgive me for falling for the traps. Set me free now. And I'll receive that freedom. Your word says that if any of you sin, if we repent and confess our sin, you are faithful and just to forgive us of our sin and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. So, Father, right now, I repent, forgive me, and set me free from all the snares and from all the bondage of the traps that I've fallen into. I step out of the past, and I step into the righteousness, and I walk fresh and new today free in Jesus name and if you receive that freedom say amen 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 see God's not giving you this message so that you feel bad about yourself 
There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So don't feel condemned if you've missed it or fallen for a trap. That's not the purpose of this message. I mean, this the purpose of this message is to wake you up. <laughs> hey, hey, wake up, wake up. There's problems, there, there's traps that the enemy, be, be aware, recognize those things, right? Wake up to those things. But now that you're awake to them, now that you're aware, the Bible is a light. It shines it, it shines in the darkness, right? So that you can identify those snares. So you can identify the things that have been in your life that shouldn't have been there or the things that are that are there that aren't of God. But here's the thing. It's like, it's like whenever you keep your light off in your room and your room's a mess, it's a lot, it looks a lot cleaner when the light's off, right? You turn the light on, you're like, oh, oh, I have, I have some stuff to clean up, right? Let me just turn off the light and pretend like it's not there, right? Is that ever going to fix anything? No, no. The light is there to expose the mess so that you can deal with it. Hallelujah. But if you choose to turn the light off and ignore it in pride, nah, I don't want to do that right now. Yeah, it'll just pile up. Oh, like a trap. Oh, no. Now I'm drowning in it. But now that the light's sh shone on it, what are you going to do? Deal with it. Deal with it. Deal with it. If there's anything that God's exposed right now, remove those things from your life. Clean it up. Fix it up. <laughs> Why? Because now your life is able to go to a higher level. The things that were entangling you, right? Then the Bible say uh, in, in Hebrews chapter 12 verse 1, 11 1, it's one of those, right? It says, it says um, therefore let us run the race marked before us, right? Fixing our fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. But what does it say before that? Therefore, cast off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, right? But that's literally what it's like. How do you run a race when you're caught in a snare? I literally almost face planted right into that thing, right? See, you can't run a race when you're trapped. So let's identify the trap. Well, we just got freed from it by that prayer. Now let's not, have you ever seen the video? Okay, I know I said I was going to stop preaching. Have you ever seen that vi the video of the sheep, right, that was stuck in that, in, that, in that hole, and they pulled the sheep out, and it's like, ah, 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 and jumped right back in, right? Don't do that, right? We recognize the traps now, so let's be aware, right? Let's not just have our eyes shut blind, and then we get caught in a trap again. We just got free. Now let's be intentional and not spiritually unaware, but spiritually aware. All right, I know the traps. I recognize them. Let me keep my eyes open for them, right? And then do something about it. Avoid the traps. Submit to God. Resist the devil. He'll flee from you. Amen. Hallelujah. So be it. That's all.